We continue our look at the New York Giants 2023 schedule of opponents with a visit up to Foxborough, where we meet with Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots, who's going to sort out for us the quarterback situation, whether Bill Belichick has lost his mojo, and a lot more. That's coming your way next on the Locked On Giants podcast. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina. Happy to have you with us as we continue our look at the New York Giants 2023 opponents. What's new? What's different? And uh, this year, the Giants playing the AFC East. So we're taking a look at those teams, the teams that the Giants don't see Every year they see him once every four years. So on today's show, we're going to take a look at the New England Patriots and who better to break it all down than one of my favorite colleagues at the Lockdown Network, Mike DeBate. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Patricia, my honor, my pleasure. Thank you. The feeling is definitely mutual. It's an honor to be here on Lockdown Giants. I feel like these two organizations are connected as much as maybe some of the fans would not like them to be as much. Uh, <laughs> I really do believe that, uh, yeah, there is a kinship here. So uh, it always feels like coming home here on Lockdown Giants. <laughs> definitely. And Mike, of course, is the host of Lockdown Patriots. So Giant fans, if you want to follow along and see what the Patriots, how the, their roster is shaping up this summer and whatnot, Mike's the guy you want to check out. So without any further ado, let's jump right in. Mike, we've got to start with the obvious question, the the elephant in the room, I guess. What's the situation with the quarterback and Mac Jones? Is he the guy or what's going on there? Well, I think the easy way to answer that, Patricia, is Mac Jones is the guy when the Patriots are training camp. Uh, I think that's all we really know for sure at this point. One thing I will say in observing the limited practices that we could at Gillette Stadium earlier this offseason, whether it be OTAs or whether it be during minicamp, is that Mac Jones is taking the majority of the reps of the starters. Uh, And that's something that is usually telltale in terms of where Bill Belichick is thinking. In years past where there have been quarterback controversies, not something New England's been used to during the two previous decades, but since Tom Brady did leave, there have been instances where a lot of those reps were a little bit more evenly split. We're really seeing Mac take the majority of them this time around, and I think that's an indication that the Patriots view him as the guy. Bailey Zappi has looked good in limited um, action so far, so there is something to be said about him coming in, performing very well. If Mac sputters a little bit, the New England Patriots could have a little bit of a quarterback competition on their hands, but if things continue to play out the way they are, I look for Mac to be the opening day starter. He's looking very comfortable in Bill O'Brien's new look offense, and he's also getting more control at the line of scrimmage, something we haven't seen Mac get 
in his rookie season and definitely not last year under the Patricia regime. So <laughs> this is something, not Patricia, folks, not this Patricia, <laughs> uh, but uh, that is, I think, something that the New England Patriots are looking at uh, with Mac Jones, and I think they like what they see so far. So barring anything unforeseen, I do expect him to be the guy, but as in always with New England, uh, nothing is certain until you're actually named the opening day starter. <laughs> Definitely. Now, Mike, the Patriots haven't won a Super Bowl, haven't been to the Super Bowl since 2018. Mm -hmm. They've made the playoffs, I think, twice since then, both mm -hmm. times losing the wild card team. Of course, you know, the, the common denominator, if you will, is that's after that 2018 season. I think that's when Tom Brady left or, mm -hmm. you know, but how much have they missed Tom Brady? I mean, was he that much of, of a factor that they just you know, haven't had success in the postseason, or, or what do you think's been the reason if it's not just Tom Brady? Well, I think there have been a few reasons, to be honest. I think that the Patriots have uh, turned over a lot of their veteran leadership. They're now, uh, you know, leaning more heavily on younger players uh, to step up and to take that mantra. Uh, guys like Devin McCourty, who retired in the offseason, and guys like Dante Hightower, who are no longer on the team to direct traffic and really kind of keep the defense in check. And there's been a lot of offensive turnover. You can blame a lot of those for some of the Patriots' difficulties, but yeah, the common denominator and the main factor has been Tom Brady's absence. And Tom was so good at being able to mask deficiencies, especially on offense, and be able to overcome a lot of what the Patriots are no longer able to overcome. Maybe wide receivers not running a route correctly or maybe missing a step. Tom was so great at being able to lead his receivers exactly where he needed them to be, even if they didn't know where they needed to be. Tom was able to lead them there. Patriots are still kind of working their way up to that. Will Mac Jones be that guy? Never to the level that Tom Brady was, but can he be efficient at it? I believe he could, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, that being said, I do think that the Patriots are starting to move in the direction of a new look. Um, and when I say new look, really, it's kind of an old look under Bill O'Brien on offense and Gerard Mayo taking on a little bit more responsibilities on the defense. I think you'll see the Patriots start to rebound and start to really kind of rekindle uh, the type of approach they took uh, for a number of years here in New England. So, um, yeah, they definitely miss Tom. Uh, they're going to continue to miss him, but it doesn't mean that they still can't build on something that really, I think, uh, uh, below the surface right now is, is a good thing for New England. Um, they're, uh, they're ready to return to that type of uh, competition level uh, that they've missed the last couple of years. All right. Now, hopefully nobody thinks that this is a blasphemous question, but I have to ask it. Has Bill Belichick maybe lost a little of his mojo? <laughs> you know, some people will tell you, yes, that the game is kind of passing him by, that Bill's approach is a little bit more, um, I don't want to say antique. I would never say that about Bill Belichick, but that it really is a little bit more old school as opposed to the new type of looks of offense and defense that teams are showing. And that's the reason why they're having so many, uh, you know, difficulties uh, with competing with some of the younger teams with a little bit more of a fresher approach. But at the same time, I also fall back on the sword of saying Bill Belichick has probably forgotten more football than I remembered when I woke up this morning. <laughs> so he absolutely is someone that is adaptable to the game. He is a student of the game. He never stops studying the nuances of what the modern game 
uh, has to complement to the old school game that he learned more than three decades, four decades ago when he first started coaching. This is someone who will never stop learning. Uh, and in that regard, I don't necessarily believe that he's lost a step, but when you lose a quarterback like Tom Brady and you lose a field general that can keep the team intact on the field, yeah, there's definitely going to be a little bit more spotlight shown on you because more of the responsibility is going to be on you. Bill, I think, has handled it as well as any coach possibly could, um, but it's, again, a process to rebuild. I don't think it's Bill losing a step or maybe – falling a little bit behind. I think it's just an adjustment period that even the best coaches have to go through. How much longer do you think Belichick's going to coach? And if the Patriots don't make the playoffs this year, could a change be coming as soon as like after the season? Well, that's an interesting question. And it's one that I know Patriots fans don't like to answer, but it is going to force itself to have an answer. Conventional wisdom says that Bill Belichick is chasing John Don Shula's record. Now, obviously, he's not going to catch that in this season. But at the same time, if Belichick has a couple of winning seasons in a row, you might see him eclipse that. And if he does, that's when I think you'll see Bill Belichick right off into the sunset. He wants to be the winningest coach of all time. He'll never admit that <laughs> uh, overtly, but I think everyone around him knows that that record means an awful lot to him. Patriots fans get a little upset when people say that because it makes it sound like all Bill Belichick is chasing is a record. Well, I combat that by saying, well, if Bill Belichick wants to win, that's good for the team no matter what his motivation is. So if he's out to win, that's beneficial for the team. As for his job being in jeopardy or him being on the hot seat, Robert Kraft has dropped subtle hints now for the past few off-seasons that he wants to see the Patriots return to a deep playoff run. He said it the other day. He said it last off-season. I'm not happy about the exits that we've been having. That's not to say that if they don't make the playoffs, Bill Belichick is out. I think Robert Kraft wants to see progress in the right direction, things being done in the right way, and the right people in place to build something special for the future. If Robert Kraft sees that infrastructure on the field, I don't think he makes a move and ousts Bill Belichick. I really do believe that that would be the most extreme and probably the most dire of circumstances for Patriots fans. Uh, but if this team really struggles this year with the improvements that they've made, Things could get interesting, and I know the media will make things interesting here in New England without question. Hey, Giant fans, if you run a business, you know that these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager. You want to be 100% that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, right? So that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You know, I've used LinkedIn Jobs in the past to help find writers for Giants Country over on SI's Fan Nation Network, and the process is not only super easy, but a big time saver for me. Simply add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize whom you'd like to interview and hire. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads. Put LinkedIn Jobs to work for you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. Terms and conditions apply. Now let's turn to the to the uh, the offense here. Um, the offensive tackle position, I think, is kind of in flux for the Patriots. I mean, how do you see that playing out? 
Well, I think the Patriots are going to go with a mix of veterans to begin with. Uh, Trent Brown is someone right now that has a lot of eyes on him. Um, rumors were abound that maybe there was a little bit of miscommunication between he and the coaching staff last year that spilled over into this year and that Trent may not be as happy as he has been previously in New England. Some of that's been debunked, but uh, I will say this. I think that Trent Brown is the type of player that needs to come into camp or needs to come into the season knowing exactly what his role is going to be. A lot of the problems he had on the field last year was him expecting to play right tackle and then all of a sudden Isaiah Wynn coming in, not being able to do the job and Trent was shifted over to the left side. It's a position he's played before, but if you get into the mindset of saying, I'm going to be on the right side like I was in the previous year, and then all of a sudden get moved over during camp, it can have an adverse effect. And someone who needs to be as locked into his thought process as Trent Brown is, it can be detrimental. Dante Scarnecchia said something very similar uh, in numerous uh, media appearances that he's made recently, and that's the former Patriots offensive line coach who's about to be inducted into their Hall of Fame. This guy knows what he's talking about. So getting Trent Brown on the same page as the coaching staff is priority one. I expect him to be the left tackle, and I think that's where he's going to uh, to continue to be this season. And as long as he knows that, I think Trent can be locked into it. The right side is a little bit more of a flux position right now. Isaiah Wynn obviously is gone, so the Patriots now I think are going to go with a rotation, at least during camp, of veterans like Connor McDermott, Riley Rafe, and also Calvin Anderson. One of those guys is going to emerge from the pack and will be the starter. Connor had the best spring out of all of them, but you know as well as I, Patricia, that when you go into a camp environment, things can change very quickly when the pads come on. The way they're paying Riley Rafe and the way they've kind of, um, I don't want to say sheltered him, but maybe preserved him a little bit more in preseason, or it should say in uh, um in uh, the, the off-season training uh, schedule, I look for Rafe to be the guy. I think he's going to end up emerging from the pack to be the starter, and the Patriots will go with that rotation. But keep an eye on the rookies that they have also, City So and uh, Antonio Maffi. These guys can compete for an opportunity to play on the, on the right side, and either one of them could end up seeing spot starting duty by the end of the season. Other than maybe quarterback, where is the biggest question mark? And then where is the biggest strength on the Patriots offense? <laughs> well, the biggest question mark and the biggest strength, I think, actually come from the same positional group, uh, believe it or not. And that's the running backs. Uh, I still believe, even with Bill O'Brien's penchant for getting yards after the catch out of his receivers, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster to be able to do it. Uh, there's still a lot of rumors out there that they may bring in marquee free agents. The time we're taping, DeAndre Hopkins is still out there. Patriots fans are still excited about possibly bringing him in. Mike Gusecki at the tight end position, revitalizing that 12-man personnel that Bill O'Brien is so good at running. But I still think that the running game is the strength of the Patriots offense. And for that reason, I say Ramondre Stevenson is the key this year. Had a very good season last year, carried the load over 1,000 yards, first Patriots since LeGarrette Blunt to do that. He also was very effective at receiving out of the backfield. The only knock on Ramondre last year is that essentially he was burned out by the end of the season. The Patriots simply relied on him a little bit too much with the injuries to Damian Harris. They need to get some help in there for him. And that, to me, is the weakest part of this roster right now. That second spot behind Ramondre Stevenson in getting him competent help at the running back position 
who's going to step up? Do they look to the second-year guys like Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris to carry the load? Does a veteran like Ty Montgomery, who's been very good in preseason last year, off-season workouts this year, does Ty stay healthy enough to be that guy? Or do the Patriots go outside the organization and try to pull someone in? They had James Robinson in here for a cup of coffee. Didn't work out. He's now back on the free agent market. So Patriots need to figure that out because they can't afford to burn Ramondre out like they did last year. He's too good and too vital to the success of this franchise. Before we move off of the offense, I've got to ask, is uh, old friend Joe Judge still involved with the offense? And how's he doing <laughs> with, with his role? <laughs> well, I know Giants fans, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, may cringe a little bit when that name, believe me, Patriots fans are cringing a little bit too after the debacle of the quarterback's coaching situation last year. But Joe is back home doing what he loves to do, and that's coach special teams. Um, he has not supplanted special teams coordinator Cameron Atchard. Uh, he is still in charge, but Joe is taking a much more active role. And judging by what you could see on the field during, uh, especially during mini camp, he's working very closely with Cam. He's working very closely with Patriots team captain Matthew Slater. Those two had a very good working relationship when Joe was the special teams coordinator here, his first tour of duty in New England. Uh, that's where I look for Joe to concentrate his efforts this year because for all of the knocks that you can put on him as a head coach or as an offensive coach, um, Joe is a very gifted special teams coordinator. He just has a knack to get these guys in position where they need to be. This was a very undisciplined unit last year. A lot of penalties, uh, a lot of broken coverages. Patriots allowed an awful lot. They were ranked 32 in Football Outsiders uh, DVOA metric last year. That's unacceptable to Bill Belichick. It's definitely going to be unacceptable to Joe Judge. I look for that to continue just for his presence being there. Now let's, uh, Mike, let's turn to the defense, mm -hmm. Patriots defense. You mentioned um, McCourty uh, retired. Um, the Patriots were able to, to snag Christian Gonzalez in the draft. Um, How is this defense going to be different? I mean, is it going to be better? I mean, what what's your take on this defense this early? You know, obviously we haven't gotten the training camp, but what's your take on this defense so far? Well, when you lose you when you lose veteran leadership like Devin McCourty, it's very difficult to replicate on the field and off the field. So the Patriots are going to miss Devin's presence out there on the field this year. Devin knew where every player needed to be and where every player should be. And he directed traffic in that regard uh, in the defensive backfield, which is usually reserved for someone in the middle of that defense. It's usually a linebacker that's making those types of calls. But Devin was so adept at this defense that he just knew everything that Bill Belichick wanted. And he imparted that wisdom to his uh, teammates on the field. That's going to be a loss. But at the same time, Devin was also very predictable in his role. He was their starting free safety. You knew his role. You knew what it had to be. And it was your job as an offense to go out there and to attack it and to basically try to tear it down. Now, with Devin not there any longer, it's going to be interesting to see who of the Patriots steps up into that free safety role because they have a number of different guys that can do it. One former Giant that I think could be a good fit is Jabril Peppers maybe playing the free a little bit. He's a very much more box-minded safety, but he's got the ability to do it. Um, Adrian Phillips is also another chameleon in the backfield that can play a number of positions. He's played the free, he's played the box, even gone up and played hybrid linebacker. Um, he's a possibility. Jalen Mills, who was one of their starting cornerbacks last year, now with Christian coming in, 
You don't know if he's going to maybe shift back into the safety role that he played when he was with uh, Philadelphia. So a lot of different opportunities for the Patriots in the defensive backfield. I think that's going to be their biggest key this year is unpredictability. You're not going to know what a lot of these players who are multifaceted, capable of playing multiple positions, are doing on any given alignment because they can do it so well, and the Patriots are very good at masking that. From the linebacker position, Marte Mapo is a uh, uh, a rookie that I would keep my eye on uh, if I'm uh, you know just a casual fan and uh, an ardent admirer or someone that's just hate watching the New England Patriots. Marte is someone that I think could absolutely be a beast all over the field, either in the backfield or in the linebacking core. And then of course up front, you've got guys like. Like, um, excuse me, Dietrich Wise Jr., Matthew Judon, Christian Barmore, these players all up in the front seven, whether at the linebacker or at the defensive end or tackle, uh, this defense has an awful lot of players this year that can be very versatile. And Christian Gonzalez is the X factor because he gives the Patriots that shutdown corner that they've lacked since Stephon Gilmore left. Would you say that, you know, McCordy was the biggest loss for the team, or would you point to a different player as being the biggest loss? Uh, Personnel-wise, I would say McCordy was the biggest loss because of everything he brings to you both on the field and off the field in terms of leadership. Some fans will tell you Devin has missed a step the last couple of years. To be honest with you, Patricia, I didn't see it. I always saw Devin as doing his job and being very good at doing his job, and I think he left playing at a high level. It Was he at his prime when he retired? Absolutely not. He'd be the first to admit that. But to still say that he couldn't play the game at an effective or above average level, I think does a disservice to everything he did on the field. If you weren't hearing Devin's name routinely, it meant that he was doing his job and doing it very, very well. So I think the Patriots will miss that. Um, In terms of losses that they've suffered personnel-wise, I think the Pats have done a very good job of filling those positions with competent players that can play either as well or even better than their 2022 counterparts. Again, the only thing that worries me is that second running back position that Damian Harris did play well when he was healthy. Pats have to fill that. Other than that, I think they've done a pretty good job of balancing their roster in the interim. Yeah, I mean, McCourty, of course, I think a future Hall of Famer. So I'm curious to see, you know, how the Patriots actually, you know, replace his, his production <laughs> uh, because he's he was there for like, it seemed like for what, over a decade, I think. Yeah, thir- 13 seasons. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Yeah. What, what area on the defense is still in your mind, you know, kind of a a work in progress that could make or break this unit? I think the uh, ability of a side-to-side linebacker is still something that needs to be ironed out in this defense right now. Raekwon McMillan was someone that was starting to emerge as an opportunist uh, in that area and someone that could play at that level and be maybe, I don't want to say a starter, but a depth option that the Patriots could rely on when they needed some sort of explosiveness, size, and ability in that uh, middle part of the defense. With his going down with a season-ending injury, it kind of leaves that ball up in the air. So the Patriots have a number of guys that may want to take on that role. Uh, Anthony Jennings is entering his third year in the league right now. He may be someone that you may want to keep an eye on um, and look to see if he can take the uh, that role as well. Mac Wilson uh, is someone that the Patriots brought in last year, trading him for Chase Winovich. Uh, he had an up-and-down year for the Patriots last season, but he has that 
athleticism and that speed to play sideline to sideline that could end up paying dividends for the Patriots if they're able to move forward. Either one of these guys could either be a cat, uh, excuse me, a roster casualty at the end, or they could end up playing a major role. That's something I'm going to be looking at uh, in the uh, um, in uh, training camp, especially to see what that may do. And something also to keep an eye on folks is the availability or the future in New England of defensive tackle Lawrence Guy, who is right now in a contract holdout. Bill Belichick doesn't take too kindly to these situations as always. So there's always a little bit of uh, up in the air, uh, you know, things. Uh, you can go out to si.com slash Patriots and Patriots country. Uh, I did a, um, a profile on four guys that may step up and take that role if Lawrence continues his holdout and things don't end up working out. So those to me right now are the concerns. But uh, Christian Gonzalez has shored up any concern that I've had in that defensive backfield. Before we get to to uh, preliminary matchups, uh, I just want to ask you this. I mean, we have the 90-man rosters as of right now. We don't know exactly what the 53-man rosters are going to look like. We have a rough idea, but, you know, there's always surprises, obviously, things that pop up and whatnot. But what's the, the, um, the biggest concern that you feel this Patriots team just, you know, and again, outside of quarterback, which I know is still kind of up in the air, but – you know, when you look at the scheme, when you look at the performances of individual, is it a unit that's most concerning? Is it a particular individual? Is it just the coaching philosophy? You know, I know they're they're coming off of the disaster last year. That was Matt Patricia. I mean, <laughs> where where are you most concerned that you want to see by the end of, of training camp that you're feeling better about? Well, I think you want to see the Patriots be able to move the ball better and give the indication that they're going to be able to get the ball into the end zone this year. This is a team that actually moved the ball well at times on offense in 2022. Didn't get publicized because the Patriots very seldom found the, uh, the end zone uh, last season. But if they can find a way to be more effective in the red zone, and find a way to get more completions on third down. That, to me, goes a long way in helping this team to elevate what was a dismal performance from them in 2022. And something to consider is that even as dismal as things looked at times for the Patriots, they were still in the playoff hunt right up until the final day of the regular season in 2022. Based on the way that they played at times, a lot of people would tell you they didn't even belong in that position. But Again, defensive prowess, and I think the coaching of Bill Belichick and trying to at least right the ship, put it in the right direction, and some of the talent they had on the field allowed them to remain in contention. This season, I believe they will continue to be in contention as long as they find a way to get into the end zone. That's where Bill O'Brien comes in. Be effective in the red zone. Utilize your targets. Devontae Parker just signed a big contract extension. He can be a red zone target for Mac Jones or whoever the quarterback may be this season. And Mike Gusecki, I think, is going to play a huge role. Not a needle mover in terms of the national media, but in terms of Bill O'Brien's 12-man personnel, it was vital to get a player with his skill set in here that can complement Hunter Henry. That's going to be, I think, the big difference between last year's Patriots and this year's Patriots. All right. Now, I know, again, it's early. I know maybe you don't know as much about the Giants roster as, you know, maybe one of my NFC East colleagues would. You know a lot, obviously. I'm not saying you don't know anything. But that being said, the Giants with some new faces, Waller at tight end, you know, Paris Campbell coming over from the Colts, Bobby O'Karake on the defensive side of the ball coming in, the draft class and so forth. So when you look at this Giants team, where's the one matchup that you think they can really – 
get the better of the Patriots? Uh, I would say at the tight end position, the Patriots have typically had difficulties containing high-level tight ends like Darren Waller. So that that worries me a little bit because Devin McCourty was so instrumental in being able to direct his safeties to which needed to get on a prolific tight end and blanket him. Patriots have guys that can do it. Jabril is someone that can do it. Adrian has been able to defend tight ends several times. Kyle Duggar, I think, is someone that will continue to take the lion's share of the reps. But that matchup worries me a little bit if I'm the New England Patriots because Darren is someone that can really punish you in so many areas in the field, especially in the red zone. And that's something that I think the Patriots really need to be very, very um, cognizant of when they play the Giants this year. Obviously, they're also going to have their hands full with Saquon. I mean, there's no question about it. The Patriots have had difficulty containing strong running backs and strong running games before, and Daniel Jones is as smart of a quarterback as there is in this league. He knows that in order to beat a team, you have to go after what they don't do well. And if the Patriots' run defense sputters this year, um, it was slightly better, but it was better last year than it was the year before. But at the same time, that's something that also concerns me as well. And then when you have a wide receiver core where you've got guys like Isaiah Hodgins and you've got guys like Paris Campbell and then Darius Slayton to kind of pull it all together, that's a, a concern as well. This secondary has to be ready to go. As much as I love Christian Gonzalez and he's everything is advertised so far, he's still a rookie. And I think Patriots fans need to remember that there's going to be rookie moments where he doesn't hit an assignment where he may miss an opportunity to hang with his receiver um, the Giants have capable receivers that uh, could give them some problems this year. I know it's different personnel, but I got to ask. I mean, for years, uh, the Patriots saw the Bills when Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator, so they're you know they're familiar with what Dable likes to do and has done and whatnot. How much of an advantage do you think that is? And again, I know there's different personnel; it's a different team for. For, for Dable, but how much of an advantage do you think that gives the Patriots in game planning against the New York Giants? Uh, I think it actually could be 50-50 in either direction. Uh, former Bill Belichick pupils tend to do very well against him. Uh, and I think uh, um, Brian is someone that is one of the most respected coaches of Bill Belichick that I've ever heard him speak on. Uh, Bill will always give um, his just due to his opponent. Uh, but when he speaks a little longer about a certain subject, you know there's a special place that he set aside um, in his admiration for that subject. And I think Dayball is someone that the that uh, Bill Belichick holds in the highest regard. So his knowledge of what Bill Belichick does well is going to be very effective in terms of his game planning. Same thing in return. You know, you'd make the argument about, well, okay, I've taught you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. Bill Belichick always keeps that in the back of his mind. So, yeah, there are familiarities that will come into play. The Patriots were familiar with Brian Dayball's, uh, you know, coaching style coming in here, especially his time with the Bills. Bill's offense always had a lot of success against the Patriots during his tenure, uh, especially after Tom Brady's uh, uh, departure. So there were a lot of uh, uh, factors that I think could spell very well uh, for Belichick. But uh, I, I think that it's equal on uh, the Giants side as well. Uh, they know Bill Belichick's pension. So it's going to be a great coaching matchup. One of the ones I'm really looking forward to seeing in 2023. These two coaches know each other well. It's going to be a fun one. And I know it's early, but you want to take a you want to venture a guess as to who's going to come out on top? 
<laughs> uh, you're really going to put me on the spot. Well, I'm not going to endear myself. You can do it back to, to me when I come on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to endear myself to your listeners, but i got to be a homer here, Giants fans. I apologize. I'm going to go with the Patriots at a 20-17 to 17 victory. I think it's going to be a close matchup. I think Bill Belichick is going to do everything he can to try to shut down the Giants' offense. That being said, I think the Giants are going to be on alert on defense, and they're going to realize that they want to get the better of this new Bill O'Brien look that the Patriots have. But I I think the Patriots are able to pull this out by a field goal. But this is a toss-up matchup. Uh, the Giants, I think, on paper are the more cohesive team. I think they're the better team. But, again, I'm playing the homer percentage here. So, so you're, that, <laughs> you're that confident that Bill O'Brien's play calling is going to make a big difference. I think it will make a difference from what we've seen last year. I mean, will it make that much of sure. a difference in the standings and what – the Patriots are able to do against their opponents. I think the jury is still very much out on that. But with all due respect, and I say this with respect to Matt Patricia, who did give you know a great effort, I think, uh, gave everything he could and really did make some good contributions to this organization while he was here, um, the Patriots were just an offensive mess last year, and they really had nowhere to go but up. When you bring someone like Bill O'Brien in that can make the adjustments that needed to be made and command the respect that is needed in a coordinator position, yeah, you're going to be better than you were last year. So, yeah, the Patriots' output will be better than it was in 2023. All right. Well, we'll have to see. I think the Patriots are coming to MetLife or the Giants going up there. Now I forget. I believe they're going down. To, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, you're coming down here, right? Yes. Yes, we are. All right. Mm-hmm. So then we will see you hopefully for the game. Absolutely. I look All forward right. to it. I'm awesome. very much looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. Going to be seeing a lot of my fellow Locked On hosts this year at Giant Games, so I am so excited about that. Yeah, we got some good hosts and people that I haven't had a chance to, uh, uh, you know, personally interact with, uh, you know, in in person. Uh, our fearless leader, Ross Jackson, coming up for the New Orleans mm-hmm. Saints game. We got that one circled. So yep. this is going to be a fun season uh, for Locked yep. On. And as it always is, uh, to be a part of this network is truly a blessing. And it definitely be able to, absolutely. And to be able to call you a friend truly is, is one of the great blessings that I have working for this network. So well, ditto. I feel the same way about you. So on that note, Thank you, my friend, for sh- for taking so much time out of your schedule to talk with me. And my listeners, I appreciate you. As always, I look forward to our crossover show, which is going to come up in the, the season. That should Definitely. be a lot of fun. Um, and we, who knows, maybe we'll throw in a couple of extra shows, maybe something post-game or something like that, if we can work out the logistics. So anyway, that's going to do it for us, Giant fans, here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day, keep it here on the Lachlan Giants podcast as we continue to talk with our fellow Lachlan hosts about their teams. These are teams that the Giants will be facing in 2023. From Mike DeBate, I'm Patricia Trena. We'll see you tomorrow, Giant fans.